Buckle up, buttercups. I had to bust it out this week. I know you know why. This is Greetings from the Uncanny Valley, the TV podcast on the Incomparable Network about Westworld. Thank you to Jason and everyone else at Incomparable for hosting us. I am your host for this show, Kelly Gamont. With me as always is Don Melton. Party on, Don. Party on, Garth. And holy cow, this is the reaction show to season two, episode nine. It's called Vanishing Point. Holy mackerel. Um, If this is your first time joining us, where have you been for eight episodes? And uh, as the rest of you already know, uh, we get into it with a 20-minute timer, and I'm starting it now. So I'm going to start this with uh, the thing that I, I missed in the last episode and even the episode before. Because my review of this episode is a full-on Lawrence motherfucker. <laughs> oh yeah. my God, Becky! Like yeah. I just I think they call ah! it. I think they call it vanishing point because so many characters vanished this episode. <laughs> I wow. Okay, so first of all, we got some context around. Uh, well, first of all, again, oh these previouslys. The little clip show at the beginning to kind of refresh oh, you on where everybody is with everything. God, I love them. But, I love but, them so much. But, you know, I, I was at uh, dinner uh, tonight, a Father's Day dinner, and my um, uh, niece and nephew were there and uh, my niece's uh, boyfriend. And I I ranted on them about not watching Westworld season two <laughs> yet. Uh, and uh, it's like, what the fuck is the matter with you people? You know, they're grown. You know, they're in their uh, 20s, early 30s. <laughs> and uh, and so uh, it's like uh, there's no more wine as gifts. And I, you know, I'm, uh, Alice and I are known as the wine people uh, until you watch this thing. And I told him and, and, and my niece says, well, do they have do they have ketchup previews before the show? And I said, yes. And they're great. And I remember when I was driving back here to do this show with you now, I realized, you know, I love those. Kelly loves those. But you can't tell what the fuck is going on in those previously right. Westworld things. They're gorgeous, but they are no help for, you know, really previously. Yeah. Well, they are. They're a, they're a refresher. Yeah. Remember these two people stood here. It was tense. Remember yeah. this person did this thing, you know, whatever. So um, I like them. Um, I was just listening to a little bit of the... Um, I don't often do this, but I was going back and spot checking some some of the audio from our previous episodes, and I came across the reaction show I did with um, Chris and Curtis, and that was one of the things that we talked about was that we were marveling at the efficiency of doing the previouslys this way, and I really love it. But we got to get into the episode. All right. So, so, um, so I'm going to try my best to keep moving us along. So, Man in Black, holy cow. Um. Yeah. I was really fascinated by his story and I was 100% convinced that he was going to pull the trigger on himself. Yeah. Cause so we, we that, that was the there. big surprise. Not so much that he mowed his daughter down. Although now I'm just angry because I don't think we're ever going to find out why she, <laughs> what happened to her notebook and well, how long it took her to get all of that stuff together. And you know why well, she wanted to put it out in the world. But this is Westworld, you know. She'll be uh, she'll be back in a fl- uh, flashback. But Katya Herber is uh, confirmed tonight that she is indeed dead. Yes. Oh, I have no doubt. And she um, also. Confer- but I was sad to see her go because I loved her as a foil for the Man in Black. 
Oh yeah, I thought I thought they could get some mileage on this for a couple of seasons, but apparently, <laughs> what do I know? Uh, the other thing that's obvious from Katya, uh, the way Katya Herbers was talking, as you know, because you uh, told me on. By the way, it's so much fun to watch the episode before Kelly slightly, <laughs> because the things she says in iMessage are just uh, just hysterical. Uh, what's the one you have here? Why is it my bee digging in his arm with a knife? And this is in all caps. That's why I shouted it. Like yes. That. So, so much shouting. So Katya Herbert says it's obvious what he's trying to do is find an excuse, right? He's thinking yes. maybe I am a host and maybe that's why I killed my daughter, you know? So he, yeah. he doesn't uh, shoot himself in the head or the chest, but uh, Emily is gone with a, a very efficient shot to the chest and... But another fellow that we're all very fond of got it in the head. But we oh. knew that from episode one this season. We see. Yes, but we didn't know how. And I want to go back and see because I think one of the theories I threw out there was that Teddy ends up doing it to himself. Because uh, I said it was never Dolores. I, I think what I, if I'm recalling correctly, and I may not be because I've had to pick up all of my brain from the wall behind the couch so many times this season. <laughs> That I may have missed a piece or two, but I thought what I said was that either he does it to himself or, like, Maeve uses Teddy as a tactic to get to Dolores. That was, like, my, my 100%. Entirely possible. I don't even remember, but uh, the thing is, we've been reminded multiple times that he's dead in the current time frame. I mean, in episode mm-hmm. uh, seven, we see his dead and lifeless body pile you know on a pile of hosts yeah. with or is that episode six with uh bernard looking on through the uh glass so it's not like yes. we didn't know he wasn't shot in the head no we always but, knew that but it was the context of it because we knew that that was the part that was going to be important they weren't it wasn't showing us that he was dead that was important yeah. it was mm-hmm. how he got dead and, and james marsden Bless his heart, shot us all right in the fields with this. Oh, oh God. God. That was just uh, that reaction. And the way, though. and you know what it was what, for, for me was the minute when he was making abundantly clear to her that he was never going to hurt her, that it never entered his mind that that's what he was going to do. But, but didn't you love the thing where oh. they show him, uh, Arnold? So obviously Dolores and Teddy were created by Arnold, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, because Arnold was the one who woke him up. And the first thing Teddy sees is Dolores. I just yes. thought that was so touching. And I thought, oh, oh this is not going to go anywhere good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. When they I show just, shit like that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so oh, I believe was, I just counted oh. now. And you wrote 17 no's in iMessage. This <laughs> oh, my God, Teddy, all? he's doing himself that seems in. Low. Yeah. That seems low for the number yeah, of times I, mean, I said it out loud. I'm yes. just going to put that out there for the record. Yeah. Um, yeah. Holy moly. Um, wow. So uh, one thing that I do want to point out, because I did um, – nab this before we move away from William entirely because then I want to talk about Maeve. Man, do I want to talk about Maeve. Yeah. Um, when the the profile that everybody's talking about is this little metal card and why 
Ford gave it to the man black. I don't know. I still never quite got what that was all about, like why he thought he would want it. But then um, the man in black, in his, I'm assuming it was in her bedroom, in, in Juliet's bedroom. I don't know that they or shared a bedroom, bedroom at that point. Or whatever, yeah. Um, he drops the card into the book, The Slaughterhouse-Five. And I remembered something about Slaughterhouse-Five, and I went and looked it up. And it's um, that it's there... A, it's a man there's unstuck a, a, in time. Well, that too. But there's a part where um, uh, Billy, who is the character in the... I know how you hate it when I call you Billy. Yeah. Um, gives a speech in a stadium and says, if you think death is a terrible thing, then you have not understood a word I've said. Yeah. So there you go. Think on that until next Sunday, because boy, howdy. Um, I feel like they should have given us a week off to prepare just given, and I'm not saying anything well, about it, but just given what we saw in this. Just to go through the library to do our research on Plutarch and Thomas Hardy, because also on that shelf was uh, Jude the Obscure. So Yes. So um, we learned, as weird as this is for a guy who died at the end of last season, we learned a ton more about Ford in this episode at the end of the second season. Uh, he treats me he thinks upon Maeve as though she is his daughter and a thing because she's that, his favorite and that she is his favorite and that he knows she's not just gonna take this lying down literally so I don't know what happens next but I do know that they've been teasing us with it since the fucking Super Bowl trailer Right, Maeve because the, we still Maeve haven't the seen running that of the part. Bulls. Yeah, Maeve in the with her of the Bulls. and the ha- and her sorry, and the halfalo. Yeah, that. <laughs> so sorry to give that away, but where the hell have you been if you haven't seen that trailer? It was like uh, pasted across the internet. Dude, we did an entire episode <laughs> of the two minute Super tra- Bowl commercial. Um, so yeah, uh, and that was like a forty five minute episode. So, uh, so the, <laughs> it the was... thing I, th- I thought the little speech by Ford, because she doesn't oh. say anything. She's just, Tandy no. Newton is doing she just all looks this. At him. Yeah. Tandy Newton is doing all this acting with her, uh, her eyes and very, very subtle movements. Her and eyes when, and her and eyebrows. The, and, and then the tear. Oh God. It just, yeah. Right. In again, the another again. wave of just brutal smack in the feels. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and he kisses her forehead, and then you see the tablet out to her side. Uh, read out. Uh, uh, let's see what does what does it read out? Unlocking I don't know. core permissions. So it basically, comes back to life, and so yeah, she's because got fuck the mesh you, that's network. Why. She's got the mesh network online again. So yeah, but now here's the big variable: is oh, no, we don't know anything about that variable yet, actually. Um, the, the big variable is what happens next because we do get a demonstration with Clementine of what they're doing with Clementine with, uh, of what they did with her code. Yeah, basically, Charlotte Hale and the tech put some of the code in a revived Clementine. So, you know, she wasn't dead because she's a host, they just revived mm-hmm. her. And then she goes and basically infects a bunch of uh, uh, cannon fodder hosts. Yeah. And they all kill each other in a rage. So here's what I think is going to happen next episode. And I think as bad as it was watching Emily die and Teddy die, I think Maeve and Clementine are going to go toe to toe. I I think they are. But but um, 
because I'm an optimist. Um, I think that they are going to remember their friendship and their emotional connection and that that's going to be the thing that wins out. And then Clementine is just going to end up helping Maeve. That's oh, my hope. Did you even watch The Dark Knight or The Prestige? <laughs> yes. I told you, I'm an optimist. Enemies. This is what I want. Don't take this from me, Don. I have a whole week to sit with this theory like it could happen. Yes. Let me have this. <laughs> <laughs> what was the uh, what was our friend on Twitter today? I want to I want to mention his name. He he developed the greatest hashtag ever for Oh Russia. god. Christos uh, Drosos and uh, Christos, if I'm screwing your name up, uh, my apologies. But the hashtag was keep giggling. And so yes, it's it's a perfect name for the show. So we haven't talked about uh, Bernard and Elsie because Jesus was that grim. Which makes me sad because it wasn't really bernard and elsie it was bernard and ford and elsie because ford's like she's just waiting to screw you and he and and bernard is like well no and ford's like yeah you're not fooling anybody and just keeps trying to like nudge him toward it and here's the thing is that i'm not convinced that that's true i'm not convinced either and i'm not convinced that he really deleted ford Oh, I'm I'm certain he didn't delete Ford. I I know whatever it is that he knows, he's not done. Um, because, I'm one hundred percent certain that. Okay, spoiler that, alert for the preview uh, of the next episode. You see Bernard having another conversation with Ford, asking for his help. So yeah. Ford's obviously got to be somewhere. And also, right. by the way, um, he may have been eliminated from Bernard, but he's not eliminated. Is basically where I'm going with this. Yeah, by the way, there were a lot of fuck yous tonight and uh Oh man. The the man in black to Emily, that that was possibly the deepest cut, but oh. uh but uh Elsie to Bernard was pretty grim too. Well, and I was really sad about that because I really wanted Bernard to give her the chance to prove that she's a like we've been saying all season about like Felix and stuff, because Maeve said it at the end of last season. I wanted him to give Elsie the chance to prove that she's a terrible human being. Yeah. Because I really wanted I really wanted her to come through for him. And then because it would be really interesting to watch her like keep her shit together, help him through this, manage to survive, and then when we get to like a a more reasonable state of being, then she can freak out. Like I really I want to see more of her and I don't want her to be gone. And I'm sad that it's probably going that we're probably going to have a limited amount of Elsie at the end of the season just like we did last season it kind of makes me sad I really enjoy her character and I really enjoy her interaction with Bernard I think the two of them together are a lot of fun to watch yeah I I agree that was sad so that was very how, sad how now much, how much time we got boss because I didn't uh, we are at, we have five left just okay. over five left uh, we got a, a mention of Uncle Logan. That yes. makes me feel like maybe we're going to get a little more of him. Um, I, I, so this is one of those episodes where it feels like some of the slower parts of some people's characters in previous episodes. Uh, and I say slower relatively, um, but I feel like some of that stuff 
is what's paying off here. Like we got basically a retelling of Juliet, the man in black's wife and uh, Emily's mom, uh, her final night on earth. And uh, it's, it's when the man in black makes, she's had too much to drink and he brings her home from a party, pours her into bed. And she looks at him and says, tell me one true thing. And he pulls a blanket up over her and she closes her eyes and he assumes that she is asleep now. And he just lays it out anyway. Like I'm you basically, he's like, I'm a fucking terrible human being and you are a great, you are a much better human being and you are the only person who can see inside me that I am actually terrible and it breaks my heart that you're the one that has to see it and it's terrible and I feel really bad about it. And he, I mean, he does it in a much nicer fashion, but he really just lays himself bare in front of her. He's like, you're absolutely right. Everything that you're saying about me, while terrible, is not wrong. And that, I think, was the part that... And he doesn't look comfortable with it. Like, you know, I did feel like there was at least a little bit there of, like, he's not okay with the fact that this is who he is, but he can see that this is who he is. And lets her know that. And just lays it out for her. And then well, uh, he takes this little metal card and he trapped, tucks it in right? the Slaughterhouse Five. Yeah. And then he leaves. Yeah. yeah. It's almost as if he's trapped. And and seeing the stuff of <clears throat> what's on the card uh, later is anticlimactic mm-hmm. compared to what he said to her in a way. Exactly. Because he let her especially... know that she was absolutely right. And part of the reason that she is in the state she is in is because the rest of the world thinks there's something wrong with her because this is her opinion of her husband. And it turns is 100% accurate. So the minute he leaves, she opens her eyes, wipes the tears from them, and gets up and goes to take her very last bath of all time. There you go. Yep. Uh, geez, Louise. Um, it's, pre- it's pretty get... grim. It's pretty grim. And the way it's told back yes. and forth with uh, the, and by the way, folks, this is the week ago timeline. It's not the current timeline because yes. the flood hasn't happened yet. Uh, right. Keep that in mind. So we're two minutes out. And uh, I want to spend a little bit of time on the, on the sneak peek. Oh, God. Um, so obviously oh, we do so get to skip see, to the end, everybody else. Yeah, uh, skip to the end. Uh, so we obviously we do get to see Uncle Logan. But we do. We, now, we get to see Uncle, Uncle Logan. With what looks to be current edition Dolores. I'm so confused. Well, it's obvious that they're in the Because it forge. looks like now Dolores and, and old Logan. Yeah. I mean, you know. And Bernard, or is that Ages Arnold? ago, Logan. Yeah, but they're in that big See? room in the we have vault. no idea who that is. Yeah. And, yeah, and then all the books, and I don't, uh, ah, and then there's some weird thing behind Maeve in the, I don't understand what's happening there. It looks like there's, like, a seam in the background. It's very weird. I sent down a picture of it. It's very confusing to me. Oh, I've got it, pa- um, I've got, uh, I've got it paused oh. on that as well, and, uh. I have no idea what the fuck is going on in this. 
But we know Clementine's riding up to Maeve. We get to see the shot from the Super Bowl trailer. Remember how convinced I was that they were going to only show us stuff from the first three episodes so we had no idea what was coming? They've been sitting on that clip all season of Maeve and the rap with the running of the half and yeah. holy crap. Um, mostly I, It's mostly because I like to say half because I came up with that and it makes me giggle. Um, <laughs> oh, by the way, we didn't even talk about Ghost, so Nation. Much. Ghost Nation this episode because they're also in the trailer. Uh, we see yes. Teddy, Teddy let go uh, Akichita's number uh, two man. That's why he didn't die. Yeah, that's right. We did get a moment of that. And again, which made it even sadder later because we know there's still some Teddy in there because Teddy let that guy go. Yeah. And new Teddy will not think twice about popping a cap in a motherfucker. We know that. Because we saw him do but, it. But I thought it was cool. He he, uh, he overcame his programming. Yes. And that means it was 100% his decision to decide not to go with Dolores. Yeah. And there we are. And not to be able to protect her so, anymore. And, oh my God, it was brutal to watch that. Um, I Last week I wanted to watch the episode again because I thought, that it was a very lovely piece of storytelling and watching it again was just getting to enjoy all of those notes uh, with the knowledge of like what happened, you know, knowing how it turned out and everything and just being able to sort of go along for the ride and not try to see everything at once. And so watching last week's episode was really nice in that respect for being able to do that. Um, I feel like I need to watch this one a bunch more times because I feel like there's a whole episode of stuff that happened that I just didn't pick up because I was too busy. Oh my Godding or no, 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 about whatever else. How about you? Uh, I agree. And I'm going to rewatch not for the same reason I, I rewatch, uh, because it was like listening to an opera or something, uh, or, you know, um, it, it it was elevated. This was very raw and being and and being raw like a nerve. It was mm-hmm. painful. Uh, mm-hmm. But when you think about it, it's very reminiscent of episode nine from season one because we all know what happens at the end of episode nine of season one is Ford tells uh, Bernard down in sub level uh, eighty three to shoot himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, sub level eighty two rather. 82, 83, yes. 83. Uh, sub-level 83. To, they're in the uh, basement. Shoot, yeah, they're in, in the, the thing. Basement. Yeah, in the in the special room to shoot himself. Yeah. And so it was like, what the fuck just happened at the end of that episode? And it's the same thing with, uh, you know, Emily and Teddy mm-hmm. and uh, also Maeve on the table and, you know, the little readout to her side. Yes. So... Uh, what the hell is going on? But I must say, I watch the credits very, very carefully because the credits will always, except for the first four characters, mm-hmm. they'll always tell you who's going to appear in the episode. And mm-hmm. so I watch them very carefully. And it's always really good to see, you know, with um, uh, with Ed Harris and Anthony Hopkins. I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Ford's still here. So. Um, yeah. So. Holy cow, next week. And he's obviously in next episode, so Anthony Hopkins was lying through his teeth about not being in the season, wasn't he? He's he's been in the whole last half of the show. Yeah, something. something. 
Yeah. There's something in how he phrased it. So, you know, what he said was true from a certain point of view, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> so, this has been the reaction show for season two, episode nine of Westworld. And uh, I've been your host, Kelly Gamot, for greetings from the Uncanny Valley. With me, as always, is Don Melton. Party on, Don. Party on, Garth. I'd like to thank again Jason and everyone at Incomparable for hosting us. Uh, this episode will go out the door immediately. As per tradition, we're just recording a little later than usual tonight. And uh, until later this week when we record the next to last analysis show, be excellent to each other. Bye.